Good morning. It's Friday, March 11th, after a 15-hour drive yesterday I posted. I'm getting some hate uh, on Twitter, which is, I guess, normal. Twitter is just a, I mean, who enjoys the trolls on Twitter? I, I mean, you know, again, if you go back to your, you know, family, your family must be super proud of you calling people names on Twitter. Um, you know, if, if my whole thing on Twitter is, Usually doesn't bother me, but I posted that I did a 15-hour drive yesterday, and in the Tesla, I did stop seven times. The average stop was 10 minutes. Uh, it added two hours to a 15-hour drive. Um, and when I say added, you're getting out every two hours of your car. It's fantastic. If you're so concerned uh, about getting from point A to point B as fast as you can, you know, drive a gas car. Perfectly fine. Don't hate on those of us that actually enjoy getting out, charging the car, having two dogs, uh, you know, get restless in the back every couple of hours that I would have had to stop anyway. Um, but again, these people who say, oh, he must have a lot of time. Yeah, I got a freaking lot of time on my hands. Uh, if you had invested in Tesla in 2000 and, uh, you know, uh, 18, like I did, yeah, you'd probably have a lot of time on your hands as well. Don't hate on Tesla. Look at that stock price. Um, you know, again, a lot of people seem to like it just because you hate it, Billy Bob. But sorry, rant over. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, I took the day off yesterday, drove 15 hours from New Jersey back to Atlanta, back in my home uh, studio office here. Um, wanted to talk about a couple of things. First thing, kind of the big thing yesterday that I had been talking about for a while. Oracle earnings. Um, and when I looked at Active Trader Pro this morning, it hadn't really done much. Um, you know, it was down, it was up, it was kind of, you know, the initial report from earnings brought it from 76 down to 70. Um, I did not get in on this play. I just, I, I felt comfortable with it. Um, and I still feel comfortable with it. If I bring it up on uh, Active Trader Pro and on um, TrendSpider, you know, again, the buy-in, um, it, it triggered us on March yesterday in the morning at 7510. Um, today it is trading for 7548. So you haven't necessarily lost anything. Um, if you got in there on my recommendation. I, I don't think that this is a falling knife. Their earnings weren't that bad. They didn't announce um a huge stock buyback. They didn't announce any uh, additional dividend. They just kind of guided randomly. Um, the, the stock is trading at a low here. Um, their earnings per share were $1.13. Um, that's minus 2.59% against Q3 2021. Um, the adjusted earnings per share was down 4%. So it, it wasn't as stellar as the previous, uh, the previous earnings uh, that took a gap up. Um, that was a huge earnings surprise. That was plus 14.5%. This dollar thirteen, if you go back to Q two, um, it was dollar three. So they're up, but they probably shouldn't have been uh, drawn up to a hundred dollars. This is probably an eighty dollar stock. I still think you've got ten percent in this move. Um, if we get back to a healthy market, uh, the PE on this one is twenty nine. Um, you know the the dividend is one point six seven. I think it's a high um, PE. Let's go into fidelity and look at some of the comparables, if we will. Um, oh, and I didn't log in on this one. Still getting uh, 
totally set up here um, in, in the setup that I had before. So uh, let's look up Oracle. Uh, O-R-C-L is the symbol. And if we look in Fidelity, by the way, big report on uh, the amount of the Fidelity owners uh, I tweeted out. So if you look at their PE forward, this year's estimates is 15.99. The industry average is 53.02. Um, so I think it's got room to go. Again, the 52-week performance on this is one is 6.28%. Um, when you look at Amazon, they've got them lumped in with Amazon, Microsoft, IBM, and Intel. Um, when you look at the 52-week performance, the only one that's beating them is Microsoft. Um, and Microsoft has just been stellar, but the Microsoft PE ratio is 30.56, Oracle's 15.99. The beta, 1.44 for Oracle. The beta for Microsoft is 1.30. So there's quite a few uh, differences between the two, obviously. I think I'd, I, you know, based on the run-up of uh, Microsoft, I would bet that Oracle probably would be a, a little bit better, but who knows? Maybe Microsoft announces a, a big... Uh, a split, kind of like Amazon did, hiding their, uh, well, we'll get into that. But the Oracle earnings were out. They were good. Didn't see a pop like we did. I, I'd still, you know, again, I probably will will buy this one at some point. Their 52-week low is 65. That was just reached on the, the, the 11th of, uh, uh, of March. So that was uh, yesterday. It looks like it was, hmm. Did it hit it yesterday? I don't see it for some reason. Oh, um, where is that? Maybe it was, yes, earning. It was around the earning, 65. So, um, you know, they're at their 52-week low. Their 52-week high was in, just in December at 106. So um, here we are uh, sitting here. The other one that I wanted to go over was Docu. Um, DocuSign, they reported earnings. Their guidance was low. Um, and and this is a stock in my mind. This is a stock that that I think is here to stay, but they're not making money. And that's the problem in this market. If you don't make money and your guidance is low, you're going to get hammered. Um, in aftermarkets that now they're trading at 77, they were all the way down to 74. It doesn't look like it's moved since. Uh, since the earnings were announced, the RSI, this is uh, not necessarily overbought. It was overbought prior to earnings. Um, the RSI in, in midday yesterday at about, uh, looks like a, the two o'clock candle, they were up at uh, 65. So it wasn't hugely overbought. Afterwards, though, when you saw it dip down to uh, around the $76 range at 520, um, there was a MACD cross up. But that MACD cross up on a five minute chart was just a fake out. Um, doesn't look like it's moved all that much. It went from 75 up to 78. So uh, again, it's a, a, a kind of you know, stock that in my mind, I think it's here to stay. The guidance was weak. Um, I, I just think it hasn't been beaten down enough in today's market. So that's one that it, well, I wanted to look at. Um, their guidance let the street and the markets just killing the stock. At some point, this becomes attractive. Those are my notes. The next one, Rivian. Uh, R Rivian is R I V N, and this one's getting hammered in after hours. Um, it is, you know, this was a hundred and eighty dollars stock 
if you don't know. Uh, I I will put out this warning. And again, maybe I'm just a Tesla lover. I've had the car for three years now. My car was built in the freaking tent um, in in Fremont. It's a great, great car. Uh, I love it. Haven't had any maintenance issues on it whatsoever. Um, Yeah, it's got panel gaps. Who the freak cares about panel gaps other than some like guy who's going to keep this for 30 years? But you know what? The panel gaps are, are something that I've learned to live with. It's just something when you wash your car. Yeah, it annoys you. It, but you know what? Oh, forget about it. Car runs great. There's been no problems with it. Everybody chasing Rivian was saying this is the next Tesla. Well, you're seeing. Uh, if you bought this at the 100 IPO, 120, 180, and you didn't trade this one, uh, and you were saying, well, I'm going to hold on to this one. You obviously don't know how tough that, that, that car business is. The margins are tough. Essentially, what Rivian said is their supply chain is killing them. Um, they, they, they can't build the cars. They've got their reservation holders. They've, they've, the car is a great-looking truck. I mean, yeah, I haven't sat in one, but essentially, I, I love the truck. I, I, they stole everything from Tesla. They did things right. When you see something good, you steal it. Um, so uh, the nickel is killing all of EVs. Um, if you if you've heard about nickel in um, in in England, they've halted trading. Nickel is uh, Russia's export, so you're looking at a huge nickel market that that's going to kill the EV business. As long as nickel is uh, yesterday, Tesla raised their prices by a thousand dollars just because the batteries. Um, that's what their cost on the batteries are going to go up over the next few months. So they're getting killed on 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 a commodity cost. Um, so they raised, they raised it up by a dollar, a thousand dollars. I mean, um, so that's, what's going on with the EV market. Uh, obviously the, the, there was bigger news, um, during my, the after hours on Wednesday, but we'll get to that one. Um, CrowdStrike, um, we're going to go kind of backwards here. I'm doing two days in one CrowdStrike blew away earnings. Um, they're right now trading at 194. I bought in at 183. This one traded all the way down to the 160s. Um, my the 52-week low was back in uh, in uh, January at 150. So at 194, I probably will take my profits on this one at 183. I think I can probably get it back in the 170s on a big market pullback. Um, if you were watching my Twitter this morning, I you saw that hey the futures were. Eh, blah, kind of at seven o'clock. And then at 728, Putin himself came out and said, ooh, we're making uh, progress in the talks. I continue to say that he's got some oligarchs and he's got some people that are playing this market. Um, I think the invasion for Putin is more about uh, restoring the Soviet Union to its uh, former glory. I think for the oligarchs, it's an opportunity for them to make money. And I think these guys have some back channel here. Um, so, uh, the big news is, is that, that kind of lifted markets up. The futures look like they're still kind of in place. I still think you're, you're playing oil on this one. I think you're buying Devon energy every time it dips below uh 60. I think you're selling it every time it's above 60 for whatever your target price is. So, uh, but CrowdStrike, great cybersecurity company. Palo Alto is a great cybersecurity company. Zscaler, huge cybersecurity company. Um, I think all three right now, you could actually probably trade all three of these um, and, and make money. Crowd, uh, Zscaler is at 
208. They closed. They're opening up at 214. Um, Palo Alto. Um, uh, let me look real quick on Palo Alto because I think I have an, uh, a buy on this one. Pan W is the, the symbol. Um, their MACD just crossed down. It looks like on March 7th, but they had their nine days just, it just bounced off the 21 day. So, um, I, I, in my mind, this is still a, a, a good buy. You're still on an upward trend. Um, we had a buy-in at 531. Um, it looks like I've got to reload my, uh, my trend spider. Um, so they had some work done. Uh, if you guys don't know, TrendSpider is a, uh, agile system and they pretty much run, um, updates overnight. So, uh, let's look at this one. Yes, we had a buy-in. It looks like on February 24th, um, at 531 and you're at 551. The algorithm works. Um, you know, it, again, you just have to identify the stocks. The only thing that scares me about Palo Alto is this, this, this gap that I don't know. I mean, you know, again, we had a golden cross here. I mean, this is golden March 2nd at a uh, five when the stock was trading at 551. We had a golden cross and it's held up. It's using that 200 day as support. I would, I, I don't mind these, any of these cybersecurity companies. So um, that's a look at CrowdStrike. We had um, oil. Well, let's talk about the, the big news on Amazon. Amazon's my second, I think Amazon or Microsoft might be my, it's my second or third largest position in my portfolio. Um, it's been a dog ever since November, um, probably all the way back to July. It just really hasn't done much. I mean, in, in November, it was trading up at 3,700. Today, it's at 2,900. The only catalyst for this one is the stock split. The buyback that they did of $20 billion, that's nothing. It's a drop in the, the, the bucket to these guys. Um, it, but it does show, here's what it shows. And, and, and this, is, this is important because in my mind, Amazon is a big, uh, you know, one of the ones, do I think it's going to 4,000? Probably not. Um, pr maybe after the split, it starts to run up more. You look at the split that Apple did. You look at the split that Tesla did. Those companies didn't necessarily do more. They just split the stock and people were able to buy it. The other thing that the split does is allow it to get talked about as a Dow Jones component. So I don't necessarily think it changed anything, but what it does show is that Andy Jaffe, who's the CEO, uh, the new CEO, may be more apt to play this quote unquote stock market game, whereas Jeff Bezos was not. Um, he may be saying, you know what? Our stock has slipped. Um, I know that a lot of our executives uh, not necessarily have, you know, haven't been seeing the stock valuation that they're used to over the past few years. The other, uh, and I heard this, I think from Joe Terranova or somebody on CNBC, but this was a great, great indication. They have millions of employees. The majority of their employees are sitting out there in vans and they're in the logistics portion of this company. The logistics portion are drivers, warehouse personnel, blah, blah, blah. These are people who traditionally haven't been given stock. But you know what? With the stock split, you could give somebody a bonus of stock even at those logistics level employees. Um, you could allocate 10, 15 shares of stock as a bonus. Get these people invested. It's also shown with larger 
corporate uh, with larger corporate ownership comes more ownership of the customer, more ownership of the process, and greater uh, shareholder value. So you've been able to show that over the years. So while I don't think that a stock split actually does anything, I'm a big believer that a stock split is a stock catalyst. Um, And the history of of numbers kind of points that out. So uh, with that, uh, let's look at um, the top five inside buys from this week. I see this every Friday at 5 a.m. on CNBC and I love it. But there's one that 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 was really interesting, and it's the top one. It was a uh, 19, almost 20 million dollar buy from the uh, CEO. Um, let me see his name. And what's great is um, Trendspider allows me to see this. Um, it was uh, Harold Ham, who's a director. He bought 19, almost 20 million dollars. Of, of the stock um, on this week. Well, the stock has, this is a, a resources company, Continental Resources, CLR. Uh, the stock just went through earnings. He wound up buying all of this stock. Well, it just got a dividend um, uh, payout, it looks like, or no, ex-dividend to date. But the stock has been soaring. Even though the stock is up 33% year to date in a down market, it's up 33%. This guy bought $20 million. That is, is hey, this guy believes in this company. Something's coming up. Um, this is, a, you know, again, you'd be in this company at 56 um, today. Let's see what it's trading for today. CLR on Active Trader Pro. It's at 50, closed at 59. It's at 58. You know, again, this thing uh, about the, the, the inside buyers, um, the market has priced this in. The market knows this, uh, you know, ran up yesterday to 50, 58 to 60, is trading back down to 58. Um, I think in this market, you could probably get the hold this one back to 56 at some point. It's using the 200 day as support. Um, there's a couple of gaps down below here, but there's a gap up above it at the um, 57 level. It looks like uh, I think you could definitely invest in this one and, and be completely happy. It's got a 1.55% dividend yield. Um, that dividend X date just passed and the dividend pay date's coming up. So you, you're not holding this one for dividends. Speaking of dividends, um, Thomas pointed out Zim, Z-I-M. Um, their X dividend date is on March 22nd. That means you have to buy before March 21st. It's trading at looks like $76 this morning. I think you could buy this at $75, $74. But again, this, this has been such a high flyer. I expect it to continue to fly into that X dividend date. You have to buy before March 22nd. So by March 21st, you would have to buy to enjoy this dividend. It's a $17 dividend that's being paid out. So you're buying a $70 stock. And, and then you're getting paid every share for 17 bucks. Now, remember, when the ex-dividend dividend date passes, this stock's going to drop down from 70. Say it's trading at 70 on, uh, on the, the ex-dividend date. It's going to take $17 out of that share price. Um, that is essentially what happens. When you look at the past and these ex-dividend dates that come, 
running up to it, it seems like it takes the, the dividend out of the stock. Um, but this one particularly continues to move up. And every ex-dividend date that you see, it bounces off the 200-day. It may break the 200-day, but it bounces off the 200-day. So you're probably looking at a $58, $59 stock, but you're getting paid 17 bucks. So you wait for it to go back up to 70 um, GOGL is a good example of this one. Uh, that's another shipping company. They had a di- dividend date, uh, ex-dividend date of March 7th. I got in on this one. It was 90 cents per share. Um, and this was trading at about $11. I think I got in at about $10. Um, but um, I bought 1,000 shares. Wasn't that big of a buy. Uh, but get paid $900 on that one. And it's d- just like I thought. Dip down after the ex-dividend date, it's climbing back up. It's using the 50-day right now as support. You had that golden cross on February 7th. I'll probably get out of this one if we ever reach into the 12 uh, or 13 range. Um, today, it's trading at 11.93, so it's getting close to that $12 mark. But I'll get $900 plus I get this stock gain. So that was a good buy. Um, let's talk about what we owe. Oh, China stocks absolutely getting killed if you own them. I haven't listened to this one, but Baba, uh, I own $20,000 worth of Baba that is now worth about $10,000. So I, I just, you know, again, this is a falling knife. I've been told to get out of this one. Should have absolutely been out of this one. I think I was up 20, 30% on my initial buy. Now I'm down about 50%, maybe even 60%. Um, let's see exactly. I'll tell you exactly. Uh, I own a bunch of this and that, that hurt's going to loss, but I'll just write it off against some gains that I've had too. So it's not too big of a deal. Again, when you have a portfolio, you can write some of these losses off against gains. Yeah, I've lost $12,000. So I'm down 56% on this one. So not a good one. Uh, but if you're in any China stocks, get out. There's no buying the dip on this one. China has said, hey, we're taking a look at this stuff. This is a portion of economic law, um, uh, war. Essentially, the, the SEC has said, hey, we're, we want more uh, insight into these earnings. We want more audit capability. China has said, no, you can't have that. So there's a, a bit of a war going on. And remember, all of the China stocks like Baba, you don't own the company. You own something in the Caribbean that is something like the company. This was a way for them to get into the U.S. market without all of the SEC regulations of the, uh, the market. So it's kind of like crypto. You don't hold your keys. You don't own the coin. So uh, I'd say get out. Don't buy the dip on this one. There's a couple of good buys that, that I've identified. Um, I think CL, CLR is one uh, that you buy. Uh, I, there was a big buy from Wayfair Insider as well. Uh, oil is not over. I think uh, UCO still has room to get back to those levels of uh, just a few days ago um, where it was trading in the uh, uh, close to 200. Um, I, I, you know, you're at 150 now. Why do I think that, that oil is suddenly going to have this, this glutton uh, and drive the price down? I think what you're seeing now is some manipulation in the oil market and you're seeing prices being artificially held down. But as we get into more demand, um, you know, again, they can't turn on the spigot. And, and some of these oil, you know, some of these guys who are going on TV saying the Biden administration isn't allowing us to drill. These guys, if you could guarantee them that oil was still $120 a barrel like it is today, six uh, you know, months from now, 
these guys would be drilling unbelievably. The problem is you can't guarantee that. The government doesn't want it at $120 a barrel. The government wants it at $80 a barrel. So while they'll say, hey, uh, you know, there's all of this uh, regulation and blah, blah, blah. That's BS. Again, the regulation isn't the problem. It's the price of the oil that's the problem. And some of these governments can and can manipulate the market and move some some supply, and you know again if Russia puts puts it back on the market, boom the price comes down. Whatever you think, if these guys could drill, they absolutely would if they could make money. It's not the regulation; it's the dollar amount, and they are more than happy at keeping the dollar amount up uh, uh, at one twenty. Um, CVX has always been a great buy. You're at um, 170 right now. It's trading pre-market at 165. That's because Putin's talking about, um, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, <clears throat> the, the, the peace in Ukraine talks going well. XOM uh, tra- closed at 85. It's down to 84. UCO, uh, I think SCO today in particular is your play. Uh, UCO is trading up at 151. Um, with all of the oil stocks down, but UCO going up, uh, I don't know. SCO, in my mind, I think SCO at six six thirty five. Um, I think you could probably snag it at about. Um, you could have gotten it at six dollars. My guess is it comes back down to six twenty, six twenty two, and and you could snag that and probably ride it up to seven at some point over the next couple of t- um couple of weeks. Uh, so nice 10% gain. I, I think you'd, I, I'd be perfectly happy with a couple of weeks of that kind of gain. Uh, SEO, I think again, is your play because I think, um, uh, the, the, the futures market is playing with the oil price. So another one, visa, uh, symbol V this one is trading at, oh, it's over 200, get it under 200. Um, I, let's see about the chart and trend spider on the algorithm. Um, I think if you bought this one under 200, there's a MACD cross up that's going to happen today. So I think anything under 200, you're probably looking at 220 in this one when it gets back above the, uh, the 200 day, um, trading the trend on this one is kind of not your friend because the trend has been down ever since it kind of hit its peak of 250. Um, and it's just kind of been in this downward market since August, uh, but Visa MasterCard. Uh, MasterCard is another one. I think that one, that one's trading at MasterCard, MA. MasterCard is MA. Uh, I put it in MC for some reason. But MasterCard is one that, uh, let's wait for the algorithm to run. Um, In my mind, it's trading at 324. Uh, Let's see what the algorithm says. It's also got a MACD cross up. This is kind of, this, this runs right in line with Visa, a little bit flatter than Visa. Um, you've got a little less upside on this one in my mind, but, uh, again, you've got a MACD cross up. You've got the RSI low. I think this one's ready to run. Um, in my mind, let's see the volume shelf that we see here. Yeah. There's a volume shelf here about 320, but there's also a volume shelf at 340. The largest volume shelf seems to be, um, right around 375. So I'm not saying it can get back up there anytime soon because I think it's got a long way to go and the economy per se has a long way to go. But again, with rising interest rates, MasterCard makes more money. With uh, you know everything that's going on, MasterCard, buy now, pay later, they've shown they can do it. Um, Amex, 
is a great stock, AXP. Uh, let's take a look at that one on TrendSpy. Uh, that one is running um, here at 169. Uh, it dipped all the way down to 155. Their ex-dividend date is coming up on April 7th, which should be a catalyst. You've got a MACD cross-up, just like you have in Visa and MasterCard. Uh, I think I'd take the chance when you're looking at the, uh, let's pull this volume chart back here. You've got some volume shelves right around 170, it looks like. Um, so, again, their earnings uh, on the last one, kind of disappointed. 218 versus the previous one was 227 versus the, uh, back in July, it was 280 per share. So, I think you've got some opportunity here. Again, AXP is is an open play with business uh, coming back online. So, uh, oils, Visa under 200, Amex, I think anything under 170 is a good buy. Um, by the way, one that we talked about that uh, I always thought was a good buy and still continue to think is a good buy is Qualcomm. That's trading at 154. They just upped their dividend. Um, they've got a, a death cross right now. Um, I, I know I said anything under 170 on this one you should pour into. Uh, the chips have been hurt, and they've been hurt hard. Ever since uh, November 7th, it looks like this one has been just an upward tear. It's got this gap between 153 and 138. In my mind, I think that gap may start to get filled. So in my mind, I think you wait for anything under 140 on this one. 140 might be a good a good target price on this one if it comes down to that level. It's kind of traded just a little flat. It's got that death crossed, maybe taking some time. Uh, I think by the end of the year, you're looking at a $200 stock again. Um, so uh, there's some of the plays that, that I'm looking at. Uh, again, today, I, I, I don't think I would necessarily buy anything uh, other than those long-term plays of Visa, MasterCard, Amazon. Um, you know, uh, Oracle, uh, Oh, one that we talked about MRNA. Um, I'm a big believer in this one. They are trading right now at 139. Um, I think if, if this one goes to 135 or so, we've got a buy in here at 139.51 from yesterday. Um, there was a buy, it looks like on, 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 uh, Wednesday at 142.41 as well. So the algorithm is saying buy this one. It's kind of trade the trend on this one. The 200 day is, you know, we had a death cross way back in November. It's kind of gone down ever since. The market hasn't necessarily loved this. But if you don't think that there's going to be another variant, remember, um, what was it? Delta showed up in June last year. It was a summertime surge. So there's going to be booster shots. There's going to be other things. Um, Josh Brown on CNBC said he liked this one. I like this one as well. I think dipping my toes in around the 125 to 135 mark, I may put in a, a buy, seeing what it does today. Um, not quite sure where it's going to go, but you always, this get these, I mean, this, this is all a hype run to. You could trade this one. Look at yesterday. Um, I'm sorry, it was, looks like Monday, uh, the, the 8th. This one was at 123. Uh, it's up at 140 now. So. Again, I think those 120 levels, anytime it dips below 130, um, there's a, a volume shelf today, it looks like at 141. So I think that's where it's probably going to trade to today, uh, at least at the open, depending on what we see from, but 
at some point you're getting the, the you know, uh, coronavirus back in the news. mRNA is a great buy. So I've given you some ideas. Again, um, the, typically buying and holding, I, I, I expect to see some selling in the afternoon. I think that that news from Putin, it's, it's settled down now. The futures are up. The NASDAQ um, is up 3%. It looks like the Dow is up 200 points. So, you know, you're, you're going up with the news, but it's, it's about half of what it was at 7.30. And you're at 8, 9 o'clock right now. So um, trade carefully. I do expect afternoon uh, selling to come in to pressure the market. Uh, we're not out of this. I think you're going to break those uh, February 24th lows. So when I look at the SPY chart, it, it, it's ugly. It, there's no support levels that, that I think are comfortable. Next week, you're going to start to see inflation rates uh, coming in. And inflation is going to be the story in the market that they're, they're scared about. Um, you know, again, with SPY in particular, if you're looking long term, they're just building volume shelves here between 420 and 440, it looks like. Um, that's where kind of the comfort level is. But you've got a February 24th low of about, um, let's see, the low was 410. I think you've, you know, Apple, great example. Apple's just got no support level. Um, this one is going to be the one that brings this buy down. You're seeing that 50-day move right towards that 200-day. It's already the, the price action has already beat the 200-day, and we're trading below the 200-day. Um, but once you see that death cross, you're probably going to see a leg down. Uh, my guess is probably below 150. I don't think it's going to hit the 140 level. Um, you know, and break through that to the 139, 138. But I do think 140, you know, 150, 145 is in, in play. When that happens, load up. Just load up. Um, let's see what the anchored VWAP says. Um, anchored VWAP is saying down. There's, there's no reason to throw money into Apple long term. You could trade it if you wanted to. Um, but I do think that there's an opportunity here uh, to buy some of these things. I'm looking at my portfolio in the pre-market, everything except for Ethereum and Bitcoin um, and oil. Occidental's down 1%. Um, MPLX is down 0.3%. Uh, um, Exxon is down 1, 1.5%. So you're looking at, at, at oils down, um, everything else up. You know, you got one of those days like Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday that was the big mover. Um, but I think in the afternoon, you're going to see a whole different story. So good trade ideas. Good talk. Have a great weekend. I will talk to you Monday.